Uh, Google Plus is dead. Definitely Facebook. DigitalMarketingRadio.com. The big interview with David Bain. What's it like working as head of search in the PD loans industry? What SEO tactics don't work anymore? And when your brand perception is tarnished, how do you handle that from an SEO perspective? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Orrin Greenberg. Orrin, welcome to DMR. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome. Well, Orrin is Managing Director of Curve, a specialist search agency, um, focusing um, on digital marketing, of course, but he's also head of search for Wonga internationally. So, Arun, what's it like to be head of search for Wonga UK when Google has specific updates for the payday loans industry? It's quite funny because um, I never knew or expected there to be specific updates. It's not like Google sends me a personal <laughs> memo to say, oh, by the way, it just happens to be that, you know, the very controversial and um, a highly competitive sector that you're working in is going to have an update. And by the way, no one else gets these special updates, <laughs> only you do. So it's a very privilege to, uh, to actually experience. I bet that was a fun morning, a, a fun uh, blog post to read from <laughs> yeah, Matt Cutts. Yeah, most certainly. And it's really funny because, you know, I, you know, like days are really intense and busy. So it's not like I actually come across it. It's just a contact of mine sends me an article to tell me, oh, by the way, this has happened. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And then I have to go and check the rankings quickly to find out, you know, what's going on, what's going on with the traffic, how's it looking. And um, actually, funny enough, um, which is, is great for me to be able to say, that when the update came about, Wonga had improved significantly in a lot of the search terms. Wow. And for a head of search, that's, you know, it's a big win. Um, especially because it's such a spammy and competitive sector mm. that trying to do SEO properly, white hat, in a sustainable way, despite the perception of Wonga um, in the main press, it, you know, and it's really good guys at Wonga. And, you know, everyone's really doing their best to provide, you know, high-quality customer service. That extends to the efforts that we make on, the, on SEO as well and the way that we approach link building and um, seeding content and building relationships and presenting that. And, and, and it's tricky because we have to be very particular and very specific with what we do and how we go about doing that in order to make sure that we present it in the best possible light. Still and so it's very exciting. So why did um, Wonga escape um, um, the um, the attack, if, if, if you like, by Google um, on the payday loans industry? Um, was there something that... Um, Involved. I mean, you mentioned white hat SEO, and um, and uh, obviously a lot of it too is to do with um, the the fact that it's a strong brand. Um, but are there um, what are the significant differences between the tactics that you used and the tactics you think that um, other players out there that um, suffered sudden losses in their rankings? That's a great question. I think that the truth is that the payday loans industry, short term loans, quick loans. They're a subset of the financial industry, which is dominated by very strong players. Um, you know, you can just type in um, "get a mortgage" and they'll come up. If it's Money Supermarket, Money Dakota UK, some of these other massive brands, huge affiliate sites. Um, you know, and just their SEO teams are gigantic, far bigger than what Wonga has in terms of a resource available for doing organic search. So, when we're competing, so we're competing not only with them. But we're also competing with a lot of the, these other very dodgy brands and actually the companies that have 
um, provided and created a really poor reputation for that industry. And the because there's so few content sites out there in this sub niche, then the yeah the acquisition of the links from different sites in the sub niche they're quite difficult because there's actually very few sites out there that you can get high quality relevant links for easily. And I think the strategies that a lot of these payday lenders they would do really interesting things like they would um, use three or one redirects to a site, and once that got penalized, they'll three or one all of those links to a new website, and they just continue these really spammy tactics focusing on gaming Google and they would I mean it would be interesting in any given day you would see three or four brand new results for one of the the highest volume keywords I think in the UK and every single day you'd get a completely different result set and then they started hacking educational and government websites mm. and trying to have doorway pages so really like dodgy black hat magic that um, the truth is I don't know much about because I don't think it's sustainable. It's just not interesting because if you're building a real brand and a real business, you're just wasting your time doing these shortcuts. I mean, do they make a lot of money for a short term? Probably, but what, what exactly long term are they actually creating or adding value to anyone? And in my mind, it's just a, it's a losing battle. And that was proven to be right when actually there were enough people complaining that the results were really dodgy and then Google had actually rolled out a specific update. So I think our approach in contrast to that approach, is actually building relationships with real finance blogs, producing interesting, high-quality content that's objective and informative and enriching, and actually going about earning those links rather than actually just spamming them or hacking sites to try and get ranking for those keywords. And I think that's probably why it's prevailed and manages to dominate for those keywords. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that's certainly the, the right long-term way to do it. Um, because um, if, if you deliver fantastic content on your site, make it a great experience, um, you're going to be, over the long term, delivering the right positive signals to Google that your site is, is more relevant for the terms that they've visited your site through. So it, it'll certainly work over the long term, but I'm sure com- a little bit frustrating to deal with um, competitors out there who obviously don't offer a good experience um, to their users. I mean, I, I remember way back in, in about 2005 or so, um, I was doing very well um, by building a few links to a site, ranking it high in Google, and having advertising um, on the top of those sites and making quite a bit of money um, through that. But, you know, doing that for six months, a year or so, and um, just not feeling it that fulfilling, um, wanting to... um, change my um, business strategy to actually um, go into a business um, that I enjoyed doing, that had a a long term, that cared for its customers, um, that really had its own proper products and services. Um, And and, and that's the way that SEO has gone. And, um, you know, I'm I'm really glad to hear that that's the way that's winning um, within the genre payday loans, um, which is the most ultra competitive niche, surely. Um, so, um, you know, we, we've talked a few, you know, good tactics that you're doing. Um, what are a few of the SEO tactics that maybe, um, from your perspective, um, weren't, you know, horrendously back black hat, but st- still worked maybe um, three or four, five years ago, but um, just aren't something for businesses to be doing nowadays? Well, I think um, definitely advertorials, which, you know, after this... Um this Google penalty that rolled out to 450 different sites in the UK. Mm. I think that actually I saw 
quite a few contacts. Their whole businesses just crumbled overnight. And to be honest, they shouldn't have really built their businesses using a tactic that's not sustainable. Because I think anyone who's going about trying to manipulate a search engine, it just doesn't. It's a losing battle. I mean, Google has more super brain PhDs than almost any business out there. And I think anyone who's cocky enough to think that they can compete with a giant of that size, it's a losing battle. So I think in terms of some of those strategies, I definitely think advertorials didn't really work. Um, I think recently we can see that guest blogging is obviously taking caning and that that isn't an effective strategy. I think any it's really simple to group them. Any strategy that is for purposeful manipulation of the search engine rather than an effective extension of marketing for that business talking to the right target audience in the right tone, in the right way, is probably an ineffective strategy. And using that kind of general rule of, would you really put a link there if it wasn't for SEO, if it wasn't to manipulate Google? And if the answer to that is, no, I wouldn't, then you shouldn't be doing that tactic. And that kind of logic is far more robust than trying to figure out individually which tactic is or isn't working. I think I think really it comes down to um, short-term versus long-term thinking. And for smaller businesses, it's probably because they're very limited in resources. Um, you know, one company, they contacted me the other day, and they said they used to rank number one for a specific term related to retail. And then, you know, I saw his, his traffic graph and he was dominating number one for this ridiculous keyword that there's no reason that a brand of that size should rank for. And now I check the search results pages, the SERPs, and what I can see is ASOS and H&M and House of Frasier. And I see like these super huge brands ranking and they're literally throughout the whole first eight pages of Google, right? All these different large brands. And this guy's website's like all the way back there. But in reality, for the user, which one was the most relevant experience? It wasn't this niche brand that no one's ever heard of. The truth is that for the user, buying and shopping, having more selection from these large retailers makes a lot more sense. So in my mind, I think it's, it's, it's more sound logic that a lot of people are missing and they're reading too many blog posts out there about crappy short-term tactics that aren't effective. Because the truth is, it actually takes a lot of creativity, innovation, and most of all, budget to create really high-quality, engaging content that gets traction. And everyone's like trying to create this viral effect. But I remember reading the other day, one in only 30,000 pieces of content manages to go viral. Right. That's, a pretty, that's pretty crazy. I mean, you could be spending yeah, literally 15 years trying to create huge amounts of content, and only after 15 years you had a fluke and it went viral, right? Mm. So obviously people are trying to find short term, like shortcuts. What's the alternative? Just to keep cracking at it? And the answer is yes, because no one else in your industry is likely cracking at it because everyone's trying to look for, short, for shortcuts. You know? Yeah. That's the irony. Absolutely. I mean, I think in terms of you know focusing on links and just links, that, that that's a bad thing to do. And, and you've certainly alluded to that. And um, um, what I find is that um, if you look at your backlinks or a, a competitor's backlinks and you see um, a significant percentage of them all from one particular type of activity, you know that's raising a, a red flag to Google. And that it, it's it's likely that at some point you're going to, going to be penalized for that because you're demonstrating that whatever you've done hasn't been natural. It hasn't been a, a, a natural voting for whatever you've done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think even if it does work, long term it's not going to work. 
Yeah. And then, and it's quite crazy because you're building up your business, right? You're expecting the traffic to be coming in. You've got a certain amount of conversions and sales. You're taking on more overhead. You're investing in scaling up the business, and then bam, you get hit, and then you have to scale down really rapidly. And the pain of doing that, not just psychologically to a business owner who's invested everything into their business, but also financially as a business, it can, you know, a lot of businesses probably don't survive that kind of hit. Now, in, t- in terms of s- surviving hits, you know, I mean, obviously, um, the brand, you know, one of the major brands that you work for, Wonga, um, has had a few challenges over the last, um, you know, si- six months or so. Um, so, in general, when your brand perception is tarnished a little bit, um, how do you handle that from an SEO perspective? So, it's really interesting because I think what I noticed there quite a while ago is that um, the main newspaper sites stopped actually giving links out to lots of different websites. So there was actually a commercial decision made in large newspaper sites to stop giving out links, probably because so much of the monetization is dependent on traffic. Right. And after the advertorial update. So very interestingly enough, what you can see with Wonga is that there's a lot of mentions of brands, but there isn't necessarily the href backlink, mm. which is still algorithmically such an interesting and important element. You know, so obviously we can see social is growing algorithmically, and you can see sort of, um, you know, is the traffic bouncing, and all of these different user engagements and click-through rates are really helping Google discern with organic search. But still, we all know that links still constitute a, a major element for helping those the rankings. So it's very interesting to see that that's kind of it's shifting but it still hasn't entirely shifted and that those backlinks even though Wongo is actually being talked about it's not actually benefiting directly from those links and so what I did the other day I kind of did a correlation study to try and understand whether or not the mentions are directly related to the ranking and I couldn't see any real correlation between ranking traffic and mentions Mm. so what that tells me I think is that even though you know Moz is saying it and search metrics are saying it, that the re- that correlation is quite strong. I I couldn't see it from the data. So right. maybe maybe it's because it's a it's it's got its particular keywords and algorithms updates, and that's kind of tweaked it and they've changed it. Um, but actually, what we can see for Wonga is that um, it's a lot of on page now because of the specific updates in the industry. So actually, a, a stronger focus on op- on on page is actually getting us a better result than necessarily going out there and trying to get those backlinks. Right. Yeah. That's that's very interesting. Actually, I'm I'm experiencing you know, a similar kind of thing um, myself, working for for another big brand as well. And um, of course, Google's algorithm algorithm changes all the time. Um, and um, Google themselves are are finding it particularly challenging challenging to actually replace links in its algorithm because it's such an integral part of how it actually perceives whether a, a, a website's viable or not. I mean, it's really interesting because for Wonga, we don't just do the UK. We actually operate internationally for them. And what I can see is other English-speaking countries are massively underdeveloped with the Google search algorithm. So tactics that worked five years ago are still effectively working in those spaces. And we're managing to get ranking for keywords, you know, literally like hundreds of thousands and millions of uniques a month, ranking, dominating those search results pages for some of the those websites. And it's really shocking to see. But really, it's very interesting. But, you know, obviously, the US takes precedence. Mm. And then it kind of gets rolled out to the UK. And what we can see is that foreign languages still don't have those updates because, you know, the truth is they have limited manpower and, you know, they're focused on where the revenue is coming from. So I think there's a lot of other wins to be made in a lot of those other countries. Um, But actually, we did have this instance with a different client of ours who got hit. 
in a, in a foreign language, and then we had to do a lot of this cleanup. And with them as well, we saw that the on-page did take precedence over the backlinks. And so, so it's it's actually interesting that we're seeing different keywords in different countries for different clients having different effects. And this is very confusing because, you know, I wonder how much Google actually knows what's going on with the algorithms, with all of the servers that they have and the rollout times that it takes and personalization. And, you know, if you think about it, the algorithm now must be so complicated mm. that you don't know which factor is outshadowing another factor. It must have so many variables that computationally that must take so much power to actually compute to give real-time results. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's amazing what they, you know, the way that they do manage to to progressively increase the relevancy of the results. It, it really is quite incredible. I know, I know. And they, they must have greater challenges, you know, every single month with all the different um, grey hatters and black hatters just trying to actually attack them to a certain degree, you know, you know, with um, with getting their website uh, launched instead, instead of other websites that are offering better services. So it must be a nightmare. And I, I tell you, what, I could sit here talking about SEO um, all night just about, but um, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. And that focuses on your thoughts on where digital marketing in general has been and where it's heading. So starting off with software I couldn't live without what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you it would significantly impact the success of your business that's a great question I think one of the first ones from an SEO point of view is link research tools and I think it's one of those um, I think it's becoming more popular now but we used to use it in the early days before it became so popular and it's definitely a super robust platform and we also use link decks and we use mods and but we also have like a few secret uh, tools in our arsenal. Some of them is a, an enterprise level BI tool that's actually customized and project management. And I think a lot of SEO and digital marketing as a whole, because it's so specialized and diversified and it's going through so much information overload, there's a lot of fundamentals that haven't been implemented properly in client side and agencies. And I think that you know something that we're specifically trying to do is is become more efficient with how we manage projects and and especially because projects are changing and it's becoming more about quality rather than manipulation and for me the project management elements and the integration of the different systems with big data and API integrations with SEMrush that for me is really interesting and engaging and I think that's kind of where digital it is going when we're talking about enterprise level and even maybe medium-sized businesses this obviously doesn't pertain to small businesses who are you know, they're kind of doing lots of different digital channels simultaneously to a very low degree, where with larger enter- larger enterprise clients like Wonga, we've got this very, they're using very specialized agencies for different functions, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, a few great tips there. Now, moving on to a slightly more challenging question. What software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? So I'm really curious about... I mean, I've tried most SEO packages, so it's hard for me. I'm not going to answer that in, in the context of SEO, but I will answer in the context of something else that I think also captures digital marketing and where that's going. And these are some of these content marketing platforms and some of the marketing automation software packages. So Newscred, Contently, um, Quill, I think the content marketing platforms are going to be such an integral part to content creation and distribution and that will directly tie into where SEO is evolving. So for me, those platforms I'm actually kind of starting to play with and and get on top of and I think those are really interesting. 
I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Wow, that's a fantastic question. And that was a long time ago, so I'm going to have to rack my brain a bit around that one. Um, I think back then I spent too much time reading online and I was doing a lot of iterative experimentation on my own. And I think building and fostering relationships with other marketeers would have. But to be honest, it's not just back then. I mean, even now, this is advice that I can still give myself. And it's that other people can really like accelerate the progress of learning, like literally by light years. Sometimes someone gives you a tip or tells you something that, you know, you'd be waiting weeks for a test to, to get back and that person's already done it, already has that insight. And I think those relationships are really valuable. And, you know, I was like, you know, I learned everything from Moz, you know, I learned mm. back in 2004, I met Rand Fishkin and I remember asking him silly questions about links and, <laughs> and some conferences and that was really funny. And, um, you know, back then competitors like caning Google with link buying and, you know, mm. my uptake for link buying at the time was slow and, you know, it actually took me, I was, I was like really struggling doing white hat when I could have been purchasing links and it actually took four years until Google actually caned links and I could have like capitalized for four years and increased rankings and traffic for clients and I kept doing white hat and it was really funny how <laughs> at one point I started doing that shortcut and then like penalizations happened and then I regressed back and it's kind of like actually there are no real shortcuts hmm. and there you know if you're thinking about taking those shortcuts they're probably not a good idea and really you've got to be thinking strategically about brand building and becoming the best and that's becoming the best in the sector by producing the most amount of content, being the most engaged. And the only way you can really do that is by connecting to your passion. And I think a lot of people, they're too busy convincing themselves that the job that they're in or the opportunity that they have is so fantastic that they're giving it their best. But in truth, they're just not really passionate about it. And that was my experience as well. Is I was working for great people who gave me a great opportunity, but my heart wasn't really in it. And I think that I just didn't do the best that I can. So I think that's one of the most important things that I've learned. That's that's why I started my own agency. It's because I just wasn't, I felt like I was really ready for that challenge. And, you know, I'm more engaged and more passionate about building an agency than any um, job I've ever personally had. Because I'm, I'm kind of, you know, the captain of my own ship, so to speak. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go? Sure. Email or Twitter? Definitely Twitter. Audio or video? Mm, Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Wow, definitely display. Facebook or Google Plus? Google Plus is there. Definitely Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? Definitely. Oh, Mm, press releases. Paid search or SEO? <laughs> SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact form. Definitely. Website or app? I think I think websites are going to become responsive and overtake apps long term. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social. And local marketing or global marketing? Both. <laughs> oh, okay, just one fence city I can handle. <laughs> so moving on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? 
Oh, that's a fantastic question. I guess I'd probably spend three or four K on making amazing content and the rest I'd be distributing it to my relevant target audience, usual social amplification and different um, networks such as Outbrain. I think it's very sector specific and very client specific. Okay, um, Outbrain's a, a good tip. A couple of people mentioned that actually. Have, have you trialed it yourself before? Yeah, we trialed Outbrain and it, I think it's very specific to the client and the type of content and I think it takes iterative testing to get right. And I think people kind of give it a shot and they don't, you, know, you also have to have enough budget to actually pull it off successfully, I think. My number one takeaway. Well, Arne, you've loved, offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Wow, I think that's really the mother of all questions. <laughs> um, I think in my mind, the measurement is something that I find so shockingly obvious. And this is, you know, enterprise level company. You know, with some of our clients, they've got funding in tens of millions of dollars and they have incredible brains in the business, but they still, they're just not, they haven't really cracked tracking. And I think it's probably because it's technical and it's quite daunting. And I think a lot of people are really struggling with that. And I think how can you really improve if you're not measuring successfully? So, I think measurement and analysis of that is, for me, fundamental to digital marketing and, and success in general. You've got to measure in order to succeed. So that would probably be my number one. And in general, is Google Analytics enough to make those measurements? No. No, definitely not. I think that now, you know, it's really amazing. I sometimes go and I talk to businesses and I go, you need to bring CRO in-house. And they go, I'm sorry, what? It's another <laughs> or any of mudding with the acronym. It's acronym number 12. What, what is this? <laughs> and I go, it's conversion rate optimization. And you go, well, what is that? And I go, well, you have to have something dedicated to improving your funnel. And even a 2 or 3% increase in your funnel is going to generate more revenue for you than if you go and spend another £50,000 a marketing month. And it's it, you know, it's kind of they get it, but the thought of having someone looking into the guts of the system and integrating CRM with acquisition, with the website, and, and having someone who's really dedicated to doing that, it just it, it seems like businesses are still struggling to really understand that. And I think there's really massive big wins to be made with, with that kind of approach. Well, I suppose in relation to that answer, I must ask you, um, do you recommend any particular conversion rate optimization tools? Um, hmm. Well, we've used a large variety, kind of moving from Maximizer, which is an enterprise-level mm. solution, which is really robust. And, and the truth is, you can't get the same result with using free tools or even using budget tools. But that isn't really necessary for smaller businesses either. They can easily get away with Mixpanel, Crazy Egg, Kiss Metrics, and I think I think there's it's not just the tools that's the issue here though. What I'm talking about is really the methodology and the logic behind conversion rate optimization and having, you know, those testing platforms like um, Unbounce or VWO integrated but really you need to have someone who's passionate about data gets the business and not afraid to pick up the phone to engage customers to understand how to increase your conversions i think if it's just relying on the tools i think to be honest i reckon every single seo guy i know every single digital marketeer out of their eight or nine tools they're really actively only using three or four mm. they're kind of dabbling with the rest and they haven't really mastered 
the few that they're actually even using. And that's probably because digital marketing is still a very, it's still a generalist skill set. There's actually only the very large companies do really have people who are completely dedicated. I mean, look at um, EasyJet's a really brilliant example. They have, they've had incredible success with CRO because they have a team completely dedicated to it. Actually, Wonga is a really phenomenal example and their CRO team is really brilliant, the UX and UI guys. And then some of the stuff that they've produced is really impressive. And, but Wonga is very, very innovative when it comes to technology. And, and you know, unlike some of our other clients, they don't even come close to that level of innovation, even though they don't have the same challenges. Well, well um, that's um, a lot of great um, potential bits of software for people <laughs> to use. So um, I, I'm sure people will be very busy after listening to this discussion. So I, I'd better end it there. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time, your focus and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? I think um, just following us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and, you know, I love talking about digital and search. So if anyone ever wants to drop me a line or have a conversation, I'm more than happy to, to build those relationships and have a chat. So, um, sorry, what's your, your main site address? It's curve.co.uk, the curve with a K. Curve with a K. Lovely, Orin. Well, thanks again. Oh, such a pleasure, David. Thanks for having me. Digital marketing radio, digital marketing radio, digital marketing radio. Yeah.